I'm just trying to get better at being a pastor. I'm trying to get better at teaching. I have never been satisfied with the status quo, never. I like to win. I'm going to be talking today about the full armor of God. The full armor. It's for you. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through, we'll go all the way to verse 20. Ephesians chapter 6. The whole armor. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having your having gird your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith which, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darks of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of spirit, which is the word of God, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the for all the saints and for me that utterance may be given to me that I might open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. For which I am an ambassador in change in chains. That in it I may speak boldly. As I ought to speak. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We ask your Holy Spirit be our teacher. Open our ears and hearts to your word, we pray, Lord. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're talking this morning about a little spiritual warfare. A little spiritual warfare. The battle never ends. Some Christians are not conscious of a spiritual warfare. So they've already lost the war. They're going, well, what war? Every Christian is involved in a spiritual warfare when he's born again. And that battle will never end. Matter of fact, it's going to increase. Haven't you seen that? So don't think you can just sit around and not fight, because if you do, you're just a sitting duck. We want to be able to throw something back at the enemy. See, when the enemy throws something at you, you want to be able to throw something back at him. And we got the armor to do that. When you became a Christian, the battle started. When you became born again, the battle started. And it will never end. Satan wants to control the believer. He wants to silence the church. He wants to shut the churches down. He wants to shut the church's mouth. He wants us to live in 
fear and doubt and unbelief. He is doing everything he can to silence the church because the church is the only thing that can come against his wicked schemes. You're talking about the pandemic, the invisible war. Well, this is a war that is so in, invisible, that's so intense, that it's more serious even than the pandemic. When you were born again, you entered a spiritual battle. And we have to fight. We are, in we are in God's army now, and Satan doesn't like it. You used to belong to him, and you served him. But sooner or later, every Christian, or every believer discovers that the Christian life is a battleground and not a playground. Well, I thought it was going to be easy when I became a Christian, I hear people say. God never said it would be easier. To fight a spiritual warfare, we must use spiritual weapons. For our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for they're pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts, exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You have an enemy, and his name is Satan. He hates us be because we used to serve him. You used to be, uh, he used to be your master. But we don't serve him anymore, and he is not happy about that. When you became a born-again believer, God had delivered you from the power of darkness and conveyed you into the kingdom of the Son of his love. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. So walk as children of life, all children of light, all Christians are in a very real spiritual battle between two opposite kingdoms. You are either in God's kingdom or you are in Satan's kingdom. There is no in-between. The kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of light, God's kingdom. The kingdom of darkness, Satan's kingdom. You in one kingdom or another. It is a war between heaven and hell Good and evil, right and wrong, we are in a spiritual warfare and no one can be neutral. There are only two kingdoms in the world, God's kingdom and Satan's kingdom. You can choose which kingdom you want to be in. But the Bible said we have an enemy and he walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So we should be watchful. The Bible says he walks around like a roaring lion. He didn't say he was a roaring lion, but he said he was like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He just wanted to devour anyone he can and destroy. A lion, a lion attacks six and staggering animals. If you ever watch the animal shows, a lion will stalk his prey. He'll stalk and wait the right moment till a, 
he'll stock the staggering animals, those, those sick animals, those weak animals. They choose the ones who are alone and the ones who are not alert. We know that Satan is a defeated foe. Jesus Christ defeated him on the cross, but we can also defeat, defeat Satan in Jesus' name. Jesus has given us the power in the full armor, in the full armor to use on Satan because Jesus don't need it. He can just snap his finger and, and, and cook Satan right off the bat. He gave it so you and I can use it. Okay? I don't want to get to heaven and he asked me, he says, hey man, now why did you let Satan do that? Came in there to destroy your family. Why did you let Satan come in there and destroy your church? Why did you let Satan come in there and destroy? Why did you let, I gave you the armor to use it. Why didn't you use it? But God, I thought you was going, no, I gave it to you to use it. I don't need it. Supposed to sit around here and walk in fear and not fight. See, I've never been a good, I've never been a, a good loser. I've always been a bad loser. When I was playing baseball, if I lost, I would pout for weeks. <laughs> and I'm not going to lose this one in Jesus' name. Because I've learned how to fight. And I know how he works through deception and lies. I know that. Some people say, well, you've been preaching a long time. And man, it's probably easier now for you than ever. No, it's not. It's harder now than it was when I started. Satan, you think Satan is going to let up and just let you live the Christian life and have a happy marriage and not try to stop you? Finally, my brother, he said, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Take off the whole armor of God and the power of who of might. He says, finally, brother, in his conclusion, my brother, and he say, he's talking to the Christian, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Not your own might. So we know that we can't fight Satan in, in our own strength. We cannot fight the battle in our own power. No matter how strong or how talented you think you are, we are no match for the devil. We need to rely on God's strength and God's power. We are no match for the devil and the devil is no match for Jesus. We cannot defeat our enemy by sticking our heads in the sand and ignoring him. That is exactly what he wants. Satan doesn't want to draw any attention to himself. While he got you focused here, he's over there and just laughing up a storm. We must understand the strategies and the deceit. We must realize that God has given us what we need to protect ourselves if we can only use it. He said, put on the whole armor of God. Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God, not some of it. That means put it on once and for all. Don't take it off. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Put on the complete armor. Put it on once and for all. Don't take it out. Put it on by faith every day. 
that you might be aware of his schemes. You know, Satan got a lot of schemes. He got deceit, strategies, and he got all kinds of crafty methods to try to pull you away from Christ. The believer is told to, uh, the, the believer is never told to attack the devil, but the believer is told to withstand the devil and to resist. God gave us this armor. He knew that we, he knew that we would need it. And he wants us to use it, put it on every day and not be afraid of the devil. There is nowhere in scripture that the Bible said we should be afraid of the devil. Nowhere. Matter of fact, he ought to be afraid of us. In Jesus name. We are not to expect God to do everything for us. We are to put this armor on and stand firm in our faith. All of the Roman soldier, when he went to battle, all the armor was always in front of the soldier because a soldier, a Roman soldier, was never supposed to turn his back against the enemy. And a Christian never turns his back against the enemy and run. He's given the illustration of a Roman soldier, how a Roman soldier here is dressed when he goes to battle. We should be ready to stand our ground of what he's saying. Don't move. Don't go by your feelings. The church shouldn't be moving forward. This is the time for the church now to arise to the occasion and to move forward. This is our time. Verse 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. In heavenly places. We usually believe our struggle is with people or with human beings. That's what he's saying. We usually think our struggle, our battle are with human beings. But he's saying here, we are not resting against flesh and blood. Now, Satan would like to think you are. And he's laughing up the storm. Paul said, our struggle is not with human beings. Our struggles against, it's, it's not against flesh and blood. Humans are not our enemy. He might be using humans to accomplish his dirty work, but he's behind the scenes and he's doing it through human beings, through this system, which is ungodly system. He's running it. Second Corinthians 4, 4 calls him the God of this world. He got us focused on man, and he's over there and says, hey, I'm over here. I'm over here. You're looking over there. I'm over here. Watch out, Christian. Don't be aware. Your struggle is not against people. He said we fight against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. We fight against demonic forces, other words. Highly organized and very sophisticated principalities, high-ranking demons. This is a supernatural war that you fight, the invisible war. He say in heavenly places. You know, you're fighting a battle against the government, politics, the media, entertainment, false religions, false teaching, false doctrine. Satan has a great influence in this world. The whole world lies under the sway 
of the wicked one. 1 John 5, 19. That's why the Bible said, don't be conformed to this world, be ye transformed. It means don't be conformed to this world system, the world beliefs, this world values. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. He who is your enemy, it's not humans, it's not the politicians, it's, it's not the media, it's not the Democrats, it's enemy is running it. And using individuals to accomplish his means. And he's doing a pretty good job. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and have done all you can to stand. Are you doing all you can to stand? Are you just going to let him just do whatever he wants? Take up the whole armor of God to be able to stand. Hmm. That means stand, hold your ground. Take up the complete armor, resist him. We are called to stand and not give him an inch of ground. You give him an inch, he's going to take him out. The battle will always be going on whether where the word of God is preached. Do you know how many times he tried to shut, shut us down because the word of God is preached? I've been fighting that devil 40 years, man. And you know I'll fight him 40 more. People say, well, you're stubborn. That's right, I'm stubborn. <laughs> That's right. The battle will, is, is going on wherever the, the word of God is being preached. Sadly to say, uh, I don't know if this is true, but I heard. I'm not going to say this, but I've heard many people say some churches will not open back up again at all. And I'm thinking, why not? Why not? Have you let Satan shut your church down? Not here. It's not going to happen. Just because the enemy attacks you doesn't necessarily you're doing something wrong. You could be doing something right. Did you know that? And the closer you get to Christ and the more you serve him, the more he's going to try to stop you. Did you know that? It's not going to be easy as a Christian because we are going against the grain, but we do have the power. Since the fall of man, every day has been an evil day. He says, stand against the evil day. But every day seems like anymore is an evil day. Until the Lord returns and establishes his righteousness here on earth. Verse 40. So he's using to illustrate a model here of a Roman soldier when he's dressed and going to battle. We are soldiers of Christ. So verse 14, stand therefore, having gird your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Stand therefore, I mean, hold your ground. Get ready for battle, not to run. A believer is, is told to, he is never told to attack the devil, but he's told to stand his ground. And if you're looking for Christ, you haven't got to go looking for the devil. The devil's going to find you. Did you know that? 
So take your position and stand. Having your, your waist or your belt with truth. Satan operates in lies and deception. He cannot stand the truth. Jesus said he was the way and the truth and the life. If you know the truth well enough, you will not be deceived. Did you know that? Do you think they got more doctrines out there now than you can shake a stick at? Did you know that? But if you know the truth, you won't, you won't be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. You will be stable. Just because a guy's got a big church doesn't necessarily, doesn't necessarily mean that he's preaching the truth. I can have a small church and preach the truth. I'm preaching the truth right now. <laughs> Satan is a father of lies. He can't stand against the truth. So you got to know the truth. You got to be able to detect his lies. He said the, the breastplate of righteousness, the breastplate of righteousness was usually a tough, sleepless piece of leather, a heavy material covering the soldier's vital organs, his heart. In a similar way, the righteousness protects the believer, the righteousness of Christ. And this is not your own righteousness. This righteousness has been imputed to you. Paul said, not being found in him and being found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which through faith in Christ, the righteousness, which is from God by faith. Verse 15, having your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Hmm. Our peace with God through Jesus Christ gives us security in the face of Satan's accusations. Satan's always going to bring, try to bring doubt. The Roman soldier wore boots with nails in them to grip the ground for traction in combat. It gave him traction and also gave him confidence. Our peace with God through Jesus Christ gives us security in our spiritual battle with Satan. We must be prepared each day to share the gospel of peace with the lost world. The most victorious Christians in the world are the ones that trust God has his peace. If we wear the shoes of the gospel, then we have the beautiful feet mentioned here. He said, above all, you know, he said, take the shield of faith, which will able to quench all the fires, darks of the wicked one. The shield was the shield of faith in a Roman combat. When a Roman soldier, he went in with in combat. The shield was large, usually four feet by two feet, made of wood and covered with tough leather. As the soldiers held it before him, it protected him from spears, arrows, and fiery darts. The edges of these shields were so constructed that the entire line of soldiers could, some kind of way their shields could interlock, making a complete wall as they faced the enemy. The shield was soaked in oil or water, so when the fire dark came at them, the fire was automatically extinguished. He said, above all, he said, take the shield. Your faith is like a shield. 
And do you know your faith is going to be attacked until the day, until the day Jesus comes? For this is a victory, First John says, that overcomes the world, is even our faith. Your faith is, will always be under attack. Right now, as you sit there, your faith is under attack. They say, well, man, God don't know about this pandemic. If God knew, he would sure do something. God is doing something, and he's working. And revival is on the way. I believe it. I believe it's going to get so bad until people are going to be crying coming to church. And they're gonna, we're not going to have room to hold all the people. That's my prayer. Because when things are good, people don't trust God. Then, only when things are bad. That's when they trust God. When everything is taken away. If God were to come right now and put everything back the way it was. People would go right back to their old ways, kick God to the curb, and do just what they've always done. See, we only want God in the good times when things are going right. But that's going to change. Verse 17, take the heaven of salvation, the soul of the spirit, which is the word of God. The heaven protected the head of the soldier in battle. Satan wants to destroy the believer's assurance of salvation with weapons of doubt and discouragement. You feel discouraged this morning? Well, I think everybody gets discouraged once in a while. I think it's natural, but you don't have to stay there. But the primary battlefield in spiritual warfare is basically the believer's mind. Satan knows if he can control your mind, he can control you. Did you know that? So we have to uh, be very careful of what we put here. Because if you start putting negative stuff and you start putting doubt and unbelief, and that's what you're going to act, that's what you're going to live out. So he said, take the hell, heaven of salvation, which is spirit, which is sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Uh, I hope you know the word of God to use it against him. That's what Jesus did in Matthew 4. When Jesus was tempted by Satan, what did Jesus do? Jesus said, it is written. He threw scripture right back at him. So when Satan comes at you, you got to know the word of God so well so you can fire right back. This is the only offensive weapon in the whole armor was the word of God. The sword of the spirit. Jesus used the sword of the spirit against Satan and he won. But, you know, ultimately Satan's power over Christians is already broken. And the war has been won through Christ's resurrection and crucifixion. But I want to win a daily battle. Every day. This, this sword here was not like a big sword. It was, a, it was like a small sword, a little dagger used for hand-to-hand -hand combat. He says, praying always with all power and supplication. Prayer is another source of spiritual warfare. 
He said, praying always for all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful. You want to be watchful to the end. You want to be alert with all perseverance. In other words, you want to you want to stick to it. You want to stay at it. Because prayer is warfare. And Satan knows a prayerful Christian is a powerful Christian. Why do you think that he doesn't want you to pray? He wants you to try to do it in your own power. He doesn't want you to trust God. Because the minute you do, he knows he is defeated. He knows that. So now you have the equipment, the weapons we need. If you don't use the weapons against Satan, it's not God's fault. It's like if a soldier going to go to war and you give him a gun to use and the enemy comes at the soldier and if the soldier doesn't use the gun, <laughs> that's his fault. This right here is our time for the church to arise to the occasion. This is our time. Don't you walk in fear. You stand your ground and you fight. Satan cannot stop you. He wants, he wants to try to defeat you in any way because the thief came not but to steal, kill, and to destroy. He came. That's what Jesus said in John 10, 10. That's what he came for is to steal your peace, to steal your joy, to steal your church, to steal your marriage, to steal your kids, to steal your economy, to steal your country. All this lies under the influence of the wicked one. That's what he came for. Our country is so divided. It's sad. So sad. Because Satan knows anything divided will not stand. He knows it. Satan knows more scripture than you do. So he's going to try to drain the economy from within. Billions of dollars being spent foolishly defunding the police of all people. The police. I never thought I would live to see the day that you would defund the police department. You know, you, you know who you ought to defund is parent, parenthood who are killing these babies. Yeah. Taking their police's defense weapons away from it. Yeah, the battle goes on. The violence is increasing. How much violence is demonic? I don't know. I'm sure some of it is demonic. But I'm sure Satan is behind it. But I'm praying for revival now. God has given us and has equipped his children to overcome Satan's assaults. And we're going to use it against him. The bell goes on. The power of God also goes on and is it is at your disposal. We don't have to let the Satan destroy us. If you think that it's going to get easier, uh, you got another thing coming. 
Satan knows that his time is short. And he's going to be throwing everything at you. But the kitchen sink and he would throw that if he could get it loose. But you know what? We're going to throw something back at him. We got something to throw back. We're not going to run. We're going we're gonna to fight because we know that greater is he that is in us than is he that is in the world. You're going to put on the whole arm of God. You're not going to take it off, man. You're going to sleep in it. And it's going to be a battle till the day you die. You can't just let the war pass in front of you without fighting. God's power was available for the Christian. Don't give Satan a foothold through bitterness, through unforgiveness. Don't give him a foothold through anger. If you're living for Christ, it's going to be a battle. So onward, Christian soldiers. But we're not backing down. And we're not going to run. And we're not going to give up. We're going to keep marching forward. I think of all times since I've been a believer, which is about 40 years now, it's time for the church to move forward. Satan wants to silence the church and to shut them down. That's what he wants. Not going to happen. Not going to happen here. So many people teach demon possession, which I don't. I don't think it's scriptural, but I don't think it's scriptural because our bodies is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And it's no way that Satan is going to enter in when the Holy Spirit is already in your heart and in your life. It's no way he can come in. There are times that Jesus cast out demons, yes, but it was always an unbeliever. Never a believer. If you think that America is going to turn around without God's help, without repentance, you got another thing coming. America is living out Romans chapter 1 <laughs> all over again. We are responsible for our own choices. We have chosen to turn our back on God and now we are reaping what we have sown. The only hope for America is repentance and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And until we do that, it's going to get progressively worse. But I believe that the Holy Spirit is working. I believe that he's working behind the scenes. And I really believe that Jesus Christ is in control. And I think he's working out something that I think that I'm praying that the best revival that's ever happened will happen now. And I get a lot of chances to talk to people. I don't know about you, but I live my life just the way I did before the pandemic hit. I don't even think about the pandemic unless I turn the news on. I says, oh, 
a pandemic. If I got to go someplace, I'll go. If I got to do something, I'll do it. It hasn't, it hasn't affected me at all. I'm still going to live the way I've always lived. I still go for my walks and talk to people who are drug addicts and drunks, prostitutes, drug addicts. The opportunities are everywhere. And I wear my Christian t-shirts. So when people ask me about, hey, man, I says, hey, let me explain it to you. I'm telling you, the harvest is right right now. Because people are looking for an answer. And they've watched the media and know that the media does not have the answer. Man does not have the answer. So when you go out today, be light and be salt and be open and be willing and live your life. And don't live in fear. Live in confidence and put your faith in Christ and leave it there. He won't let you down. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. Thank you for your blessings. Lord, we just pray that you would help us today, Lord, to be witnesses in these last days for the gospel. If you're here today and you have not received Christ, open up your ears and your heart and your lives to receive the gospel. The gospel will save you and you can have your sins forgiven and you can go to heaven. Is there anyone here today that have not put their faith in Jesus Christ? If you're here today and you have not put your faith in Christ, would you just raise your hand? We'll pray with you. We will not embarrass you. We want to give everybody a chance to go to heaven because we don't know how much time we got left. I give you an opportunity. It's your choice. Jesus is not going to force himself on anyone. Jesus said, unless a man is born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. You cannot save yourself. But if you will come to him, he has never turned away anyone yet. Lord, we thank you that we are believers and we have hope. So we pray now that the peace of God that passes all understanding would guard our hearts in Christ Jesus. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Let's all stand. God bless you. Keep on serving Christ and keep on reading his word. He's with you. God bless you guys.